0: Welcome to Tilly's Trans Tuesdays. This week's topic is important, it's vital to trans people being seen and treated equally by society, and it's as important for trans people to understand as it is cis people. Time to root out the darkness within as we combat internalized transphobia. Hi, I'm Tilly Bridges, your host, and I'm joined by my writing partner, my best friend, my wife, our token cis representation, the bright leafy greens on the tree of my life, Susan Bridges. (laughs) I was looking out the window when I was trying to think of it. We have a tree out there. I think you're the bright leafy greens. But you're but it's the tree of my life. Okay.
1: I'm just the angry bark.
0: You have a lot of opinions on how I introduce you.
1: Okay all right it makes sense because you're too positive okay i'm too negative and that's why this works sure
0: our guest this week is may dean she began drawing real life comics in late 1999 at the age of 18 after she realized that the in-jokes between her and her friends could make for an interesting daily comic she termed it semi-autobiographical because as frequently as the comic was mundane and based on everyday happenings It would also delve into the wildly fictional with space travel, alternate universes, and homicidal desktop computers.
1: Yay, I love a homicidal computer. The strip
0: recently celebrated its 23rd anniversary, and though it takes frequent hiatuses, will likely remain going for decades yet to come. In 2018, at the age of 37, May finally realized that the feelings she had been dealing with for most of her life were, in fact, gender dysphoria. Oh, hey, isn't that neat? Yeah, there's a name for that stuff. She chronicled this realization in the comic in a three-week storyline entitled Epiphany, where her character, then presenting male, had a conversation with her inner self. (laughs) Since then, she has depicted the reality of coming out to her partner, transitioning, and navigating the world as a trans woman, all with a focus on the humor and joy that so often gets overlooked in the trans experience. She has recently taken up the vocation of writer of short autobiographies in a third-person perspective. A career which, while fulfilling, she expects to be moving on from by the end of this sentence. Welcome, May.
2: (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: You know what? It's interesting that you, through your comic, you came out in a very public way. You were well known before you transitioned and came out publicly. And you're the only other person I've met that I share that with. Because with our podcasting company, which started back in 2004, Mm
2: -hmm. for
0: a very long time, all of the audience knew me pre-transition and my old name and my old voice is in all of that and there's no nothing I can do I can't go back and change all all up there there's (laughs) way too many I could never do it so what has that been like for you has it been weird having to be so public about it
2: no actually for me I thought that was part of the I won't say it was a benefit but it was definitely part of the it was the reason that I decided that I needed to do it in the comic in the first place my my thought was once, it, once I realized what I was going through and realized how hard it was for me to recognize that within myself, I'm like, okay, I need my uh, transition in there. And they're like, no, there's no way I can do a comic about me and my friends without, you know, <laughs> including what I'm going through. I've come to terms with, a, I have a peace with my old self. I In the comic, you can kind of see that my internal self sort of forgives him not forgives him but thanks him for getting her where she is and uh, that's kind of the that's kind of the feeling i have about my old i mean i don't i don't shy away from the name greg because it doesn't really bother me because that's not me anymore but he was a big part of who i used to be so i'm not gonna go change the comic you know people dance around my dead name sometimes and i'm like it's okay (laughs) it's not a problem I like to just be out and 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 not and not tiptoe around everything. It's 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 okay. Not everyone has the same relationship to who they had been before transition.
0: Right, right. Yeah. I did something similar a little while back in one of our our audio drama podcasts. I wrote a little conversation between me and my previous self, sort of discussing why did it take you so long to let me out and but you did give me things that I wouldn't have been able to have otherwise, you know? And so it's it's a very complicated thing sometimes. But I'm not mad at that guy anymore. I was for a while. But yeah, it's I don't know. It's a really complex thing.
2: You know, you know, he my my previous uh incarnation, he had a hard time recognizing what was going on
0: yeah same
2: you know for especially those of us born in the 80s it can be a little difficult to to separate you know what you're feeling from what you're told it means
0: yeah absolutely because
2: because and, and i i know the topic of this episode we'll get into that but like you know things were things were different then yeah. and i don't i'm not i'm not as mad at myself because i didn't have the tools necessary to understand what i was going through
0: right simple yeah. as that
2: I think I had a little bit of a leg up because I've always referred to my character in the comic as a different entity so when I'm talking to like my wife about you know what I'm writing I'm like oh and you know Greg did this and it was not me <laughs> it was my comic character so I think I've I think I had a separation already and that kind of helped me not get so upset about seeing my my dead name and stuff like that in uh, being referred to yeah. And I have a different relationship with that than a lot of trans people do, and, and I have to like sometimes step in and say, hey, don't don't be a white knight for me. I'm okay. <laughs> don't don't defend me when someone uses the dead name in that context. It's okay.
0: So for you, what has been the best thing about transitioning?
2: That's a really hard one, but I think I think being able to just express who I am without having to moderate myself is pretty great
0: yeah and I
2: think that's hard to fully explain because I didn't know I was consciously moderating myself beforehand Yep. but you look back at yourself and you know I made these decisions like oh well I don't want to have that it's too girly or you know I I don't you know I don't like this because whatever and now I'm like I'm flowers everything you know I like to I like to quote from from modern family it's like oh no i don't love pink pink loves me
0: (laughs) same you know
2: i i i've allowed myself to just like what i like and not have to worry about what it means or how it looks and that's really really cool that's really, really cool
0: it's really freeing i think that maybe a lot of people don't know but it takes up so much of your like every waking thought and moment and being, being like, can I do this? Can I not do that? Yeah, it's mental just... energy. Yeah. It's, How's it, it going it... to appear? Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: I know it's termed masking or things. like. I, I don't, I was yeah. never up to date on the, the terminology. I just knew that, yeah, that yeah. I had to, I had to be who I was supposed to be and not who I was.
0: Right. And playing that part and wearing that costume is really hard to do. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Yeah. So on the flip side of that, then what has been one of the worst parts about transitioning for you? Something that you didn't expect to be as rough as it is.
2: I I think the same answer for everyone else right now is that I have come out and started transitioning in what is possibly a uh, I not say it's the worst time for trans people because I mean, let's be honest. We've had a had a rough for a long we, we've time. We've had a rough go of a it. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. But right now, it's really hard to just be online and 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 see every day just new laws being passed and people yeah. attacking us for a complete lack of understanding. It's it's all based on a complete, almost willful lack of understanding. Oh
0: yeah, there's willful ignorance involved, definitely.
2: And it's it's incredibly frustrating to just. I know I'm okay. I mean, I'm in California. I yeah, know I am personally okay. So I have to like remind myself: you're going to be okay. Your family's going to be okay. But that doesn't mean that I, you know, I, I look at what's going on in other states and don't. And my heart doesn't break for those people because yeah, I'm a human being with compassion, and it drives me. It, it's it's really really hard. It is to go from being a so a a perceived straight white male. Yep. With no persecution to to being like the target. And that's Yeah. It's rough. It wasn't unexpected. It's just it's just rough.
0: Yeah, it wasn't unexpected, but it is rougher than I than I even imagined it would be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean like you can sort of, you know, understand that, oh, trans people are super oppressed and they're being attacked in all these ways, but it's it's different once you actually have to experience it, you know, and it's it can be really tough. So
2: And on the flip side, I personally haven't had that. Where I live, right. oddly enough, I'm in California, but I'm in, I mean, you know, a, a a little, I won't call it a semi-conservative suburb of Central California. But I personally have been treated nothing but, I mean, respect and people have been very kind to me and uh-huh. no one disrespect. It's like, it's, it's like, I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. I keep waiting for the some guy getting in my face or some yeah you know losing her mind because i'm in the bathroom and i haven't gotten that
0: yeah me either but you're you're always waiting for it to happen
2: i am hyper vigilant like i'm going to disney world tomorrow we're leaving for disney world tomorrow in florida and i know that i'm gonna be okay because i'm in the disney ecosystem but i'm also going to florida and i'm a little yeah. bit just like okay you know I, to, I told my wife i'm like well listen we have to make sure that when we go to the restroom I have to go in alone because I can't have my 12-year-old calling for daddy yeah, and then me responding with this unmodulated voice. I haven't done voice training because I'm a lazy turd. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I, I in theory, want to. But in practice, it's difficult, and I don't want to. So. Yeah,
0: and no one should have to do that if they don't want to. If, if you're happy with your voice, that's a totally great thing, you know? Oh, I'm
2: definitely not. I'm self-conscious about it, and I get surred on the phone all the time. Oh, yeah. I just let it roll off because I know that this is how I sound, and that's okay. And especially now because I just got over COVID, so my voice is a little on the rough side. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, 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 I had to tell my wife, it's like, We need to make sure that they don't be calling on my name because i can't be responding like this in the bathroom for fear of my own safety and that's just yeah that's really crappy you know it really is
0: yeah it's and it's hard you know like anytime you're going somewhere new you have to think about what's the bathroom situation there Mm -hmm. you know is it like a single occupancy will i be okay and and yeah i think that's a thing that obviously cis people never have to think about or worry about it. And it's like, we can't go anywhere new without having to ask that question or I'm researching online. If,
2: if I'm, if I'm quiet, I have enough passing privilege to not get questioned. If I'm not, if I'm not in there coughing or talking on the phone or whatever, which I wouldn't do, you know, if I can be quiet, I'll probably be okay. And even then in certain bathrooms here in California, when I go in, you know, I'll start a conversation with someone at the sinks, like, "Hey, how you doing?" And that's never, never, ever a problem. Never been a problem, but it's just one of those. I hate having to think about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, before we dive in to discussing this week's topic, where can people find you online if they would like more May and they have not yet experienced your wonderfulness or your amazing comic?
2: Well, if you wanna, if you wanna spend the next you know week of your life reading a semi mediocre comic. You can get it's a real good, life... <laughs> and you've you
0: cracked so many eggs. Oh my goodness! Oh, I
2: know, I know. I mean, <laughs> I, I can't take full credit for that. That that goes to Cat, because she wrote the tweet. But you know, it's like it's like the vampire rules. You know, she she turned me, so I turned everyone. <laughs> she gets credit. Yeah. Anyway, reallifecomics dot two L's, and you can read all twenty three years of my comic online if you really truly really hate yourself. Some of those little comics, I won't say they don't, they don't age well, but like going back and reading comics, like, wow, my Pentium 3, 450 computer is really rad. It's like, oh, oh wow, you, uh, you sweet little yeah. child. And then as far as social media goes, anywhere you see, anywhere you have searched for may God have mercy, M-A-E-G-O-D, <laughs> the, have mercy, you know, spelled yeah. like that. That's usually going to be me. Thankfully, no one else seems to have appropriated that yet, so
0: let's hope it remains that way because your voice is unique <laughs> and singular and it should be that way always
2: yeah if you want to see me you know crap poster uh, i'd say a crap posting damn pg-13 <laughs> about star trek <laughs> or tron or whatever <laughs> that's that's all i do so
0: that's okay a, a couple of shits are okay you can say you're shit posting it's all right oh okay that's right
2: it's pg-13 so we get yeah. one f-bomb right well <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah. i'm just kidding
0: but if we ever do i will save it for you
2: so. <laughs>
0: Okay, so this week's topic is kind of tough to talk about, and it involves discussing ways we may not be kind to ourselves or others, even if unintentionally. So please listen to the entire episode before getting angry about one part without the full context. This is important, and we need to talk about it. This topic is similar, though distinct, from the previous Trans Tuesday where I talked about implicit queerphobia. You don't have to read that one first, but it couldn't hurt. And you can find that, as always, at TillysTransTuesdays.com. Internalized transphobia is similar to implicit transphobia. The key distinction to me is that implicit biases are toward every marginalized group, but internalized biases are toward marginalized groups that we ourselves are part of. You know transphobia is the hatred of, fear of, discrimination towards trans people. Internalized or implicit transphobia is that exact same thing, but it's the kind we each have inside of us, and yes, all of us have it, that we may not even be consciously aware of. And we all have these subconscious biases toward every marginalized community because that's how our society works. I'm talking only about internalized transphobia for obvious reasons, but it's there for every group that faces a vector of marginalization. That means that this is related to intersectionality. So see the Trans Tuesday on that if you need more understanding on how we must fight every vector of discrimination at once if we ever hope to defeat it and every marginalized community needs us to. That was also episode 10 of this podcast. So, because we live in a society run by cisgender heterosexual white men who established it with themselves at the top of the social hierarchy, simply existing within that system worms their biases into all of us. My favorite way to illustrate this is to ask you to close your eyes and imagine a doctor. Okay, so, was that doctor a non-disabled cisgender white man? For the vast number of you, the answer is going to be yes so why didn't you picture a woman or a black person or a trans person or a disabled person you didn't consciously choose not to think of those people your brain excluded them on its own why implicit bias our society tells us those are the people most likely to be doctors so that's what we imagine without being consciously aware of it and our society tells us that because those able-bodied cishet white men are the ones who set it up that way so internalized biases come into play when you imagined that doctor and excluded your own identity from it. I still struggle with this. When I picture a doctor now, they are often black, or a woman, or even in a wheelchair, but they're almost never trans. And I would never consciously choose to exclude trans people from being doctors. But my brain does it anyway, and while it sucks, noticing that you do it is absolutely vital, because you cannot fix what you don't know is broken. So May, I wanted to ask you, have you become aware of any of the implicit biases that that you may have found within yourself? And if so, what's it been like trying to get rid of those?
2: Well, that was a big part of, of my early transition was getting over those biases because as I mentioned earlier, child of the eighties, yeah. we grew up in a timeframe where the only examples of trans people we had were, you know, prostitutes or yep. at the very least straight women you know women trying to usually trick men into sex or things along those lines we didn't have examples of trans people like me i'm lesbian that that was a basically not not a thing if you looked at the media of the time yeah and then growing up in a time where one those are your examples literally if i picture if i picture trans person in you know 90s or early or late 80s my brain my brain goes to streetwalker because that's what that's what we were given and yeah so when i'm you know a 10 11 12 year old dealing with the fact that i i wished i was a girl i wished that i hadn't been a boy it came off to me as nothing more than your brain is a little bit off don't explore this because yeah. Because not only was I, is what I was dealing with those examples, but I was in a you know fairly Christian household,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: even being gay at all was a no no. Oh yeah. Even though at the time I'm like I'm like God, if I had the choice, I'd be a lesbian. Like that was I. Me I thought too. About at the time, I thought. Yeah. I thought, like guys, no guy wants to be a guy, right? Come on, that's that's yeah. ridiculous.
0: The first time I heard the word lesbian, I'm like, yeah, that's me. And then I'm like, but I can't be me, but. But it's me.
2: Yeah, it sounds great. I mean, I wish I wish I could. Ha- I wish I could have that. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. So I dealt with these reinforced examples for so long that just getting pat when I when I started to come out to myself, it was hard for me to say things like "I'm a woman" because I felt like I was it felt unearned. It felt like I was, like I was having to, like I was saying something I didn't deserve and that really sucked. Yeah. I had to get over this mental perception of, well, you know, if you present a certain way and and you look a certain way, you're not doing it right. Or, well, God, I just, there's so many, there's so many examples of it that, yeah. It eats at your brain. It just it eats does. at you for the longest time. I've gotten past it. I'm comfortable with who I am now. Yeah. But that first few months was
0: it's hard. It was tiptoeing. It was tiptoeing. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
2: I I I imagined. I'm like people are going to dump me left and right, and it's going to be a horrible situation because you know again, this is not me saying things because quote unquote, you know, people don't like trans people. That's what that's what the internalized stuff said yeah. and it 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 really gets in your it really is a it's a brain worm. it's a brainworm. it worm. is
0: it's really hard to get out of it and for the folks listening please keep listening because we're going to talk more about specific examples and how you can maybe spot some of these things inside yourselves a yeah. little later on so we have to do the work to find these implicit biases and work to root them out because we owe it to our fellow humans and the best example of my own internalized transphobia that i can give you one that i've used before once I was finally publicly out as trans, I hesitated to call myself a lesbian, despite the fact that I'm exclusively attracted to women and non-binary people. I talked a bit about this in the Trans Tuesday on disentangling sexuality from transness, which, again, you will find it at tilliestranstuesdays.com. And again, I don't consciously hate trans people. In fact, I consciously love us. We're amazing and insightful and free in all the best ways. And I did and do push back against anyone who says trans women can't be lesbians. They absolutely can be, many are. But when applying it to myself, God, I just couldn't do it. And I didn't know why. I felt like I wasn't allowed, or I couldn't, or I shouldn't. But then I realized the only people who shared that view were bigoted TERFs. And if you missed the Trans Tuesday on TERFs or aren't familiar with the term, you may want to check that out as well. Spoiler they're awful. They're the stupidest
1: people alive. <laughs>
0: Anyway, so that gave me pause. TERFs hate trans people and I don't. So why the hell would my thoughts directed at myself line up with theirs? That's horrible. What I realized is that society tells us lesbians are cis women who are often fetishized and sexualized by cis men, which is something we actually share with every cis lesbian. You can see the Trans Tuesday on the fetishization of trans women to see what we have to deal with on a daily basis just trying to exist as trans women. So, May, I specifically wanted to ask you, how has your experience been with chasers? Has it gotten worse or better for you over time?
2: I will say it gets worse every time I post a picture. But well, yeah, every time. I've been so rigorous with blocking that I care. Yeah. I won't say I don't care. I've. It's almost like my brain filters it out. I see if I see a, a DM from someone that just says, "Hey,
0: hey," or "Hi,"
2: Those are their favorite. Oh my God, that's
0: yep. all they start with. Nothing but hey, that. Hi. Yep. Hi,
2: you're gone. You're blocked. Yeah. I don't, even, I don't even engage. So I have yet to receive a dick pic. Haven't gotten a single one. Oh, you're lucky. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Not a challenge, people. No. I just do not one.
0: ever do that.
2: No. <laughs> no one wants to see that. I'm sorry. No one. wants If they to do, see they'll that.
0: tell you. That's the only time you should ever yeah. do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Although I will say that the best response I've ever seen to that was uh, sending one of your own back. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would do it i haven't gotten as much of that as i as other folks but it makes it hard because most of my dms for a while were just hey hi 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 you're beautiful blah 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 and i'm like i don't even engage with that because i you don't you don't know me as a person if you did yeah. you know i'm I'm married and happy and, and not into dudes yeah not even a little bit sorry
0: yeah i well yeah i got Comments from chasers on a picture of the two of us on an anniversary date. Yeah. Talking about it being our anniversary and being like, You're so beautiful, I'd love to marry you. I'm like, Did you just the post that the photo <laughs> said it was no, they we're don't know. not read. people
2: to them. We're no, that's we're, the problem. We're a picture, we're a concept. Yeah. So, you know, I don't I don't take it hard because I know it's not about me. I see people right. following me on Twitter and they exclusively repost porn content. And now listen, yep. I love I mean porn's great. You know, I'm not, it, it, you do you, be horny all the all you want, but you're not gonna right. get it for me. So why are yeah. you following me?
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, yeah. They're a problem. Hope springs eternal.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. will post, I will post if my cleavage looks great. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is great. I'm posting this, but it doesn't go beyond cleavage.
0: I, I yearn for the day when I have cleavage, I can post. Like they're getting <laughs> a little bigger, but I still don't really have, okay. Anyway, because I was raised in this society, its unwritten, bigoted, quote-unquote, rules get imprinted on me, not even necessarily on purpose, although some parents sadly do raise their children to hate, but because I just existed within this society. The vast majority of our media, our stories, our culture has these same biases, and so by experiencing all of that for our entire lives, we absorb it without realizing it. And while overcoming that, to stand up for the rights of other trans women was easy. When applied to myself, it was so, so much harder to realize, much less overcome. I am a woman. I am attracted to women, thus I am a lesbian. Because trans is just another kind of woman you can be. Disabled women can be lesbians. Black women can be lesbians. Senior women can be lesbians. Any kind of woman can be a lesbian, and trans is just one kind of woman. Therefore, yes, I'm a lesbian, a trans lesbian, a transbian, if you will. There are actually lots of us. I also had the same issue with calling myself a mom for a long time, because what does society tell you moms are? People who give birth to children, and I didn't do that, and our kid had a mom in Susan, so how could I possibly be a mom? But of course, people can adopt kids and be a mom, or use surrogates or egg donors, and I'd never say those women weren't mothers. But when it came to me, it's calling myself a lesbian all over again. There's a whole lot more about being a transparent coming next week, so please come back and check that out.
1: Although I'm going to say, like, it's also part of the whole, like, all the things we're taught, like, yeah. even just being a mom and even, like, just being a cis mom, like, yeah. all the weird crap that people. were gendered expectation Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it so, like, you know, the school thing yeah. where they would always call me. Yeah. Even though you were the main contact and you were the stay-at-home parent. Yeah. Or, like, even just, like... Pregnancy is magical. No, (laughs) no, it's a horror movie that I started and I did not enjoy that. Yeah. And like, you know, people touching you or say, you know, when you don't have children, they're like, when are you having children? Yeah, When you have one children, when are you having more children? It's like, it never ends. It, it affects, well, you know, a lot of these things we
0: talk about and we always say it affects cis people too, just as much in slightly different ways sometimes. Yeah. So. For cis people, combating your implicit transphobia means examining where your implicit biases against us lie and working to change them. You must see us as women, men, and non-binary people who are entirely equal to cis folks. You have to start seeing us as doctors, librarians, astronauts, truck drivers, retail clerks, baristas, lawyers, firefighters, writers, actors, webcomic creators, musicians, (laughs) artists, and everything else under the sun. You have to fight the stereotypes you find yourself leaning toward. But here's a good thought experiment, cis friends. Would you go to a trans rally and march with us? We continually ask, but few of you ever do. Further, would you in your everyday life wear a pin or a shirt or carry a bag with the trans pride flag on it to show your support for us? Does that scare you? Does it make you worry that people who saw you might think you were trans and that thought terrifies or repulses or angers you? That's transphobia, friends.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, can, I can buy pins. I'm going to buy some pins. You can buy all the pins you want as long as you give me some. And stickers, we already got some of those. Okay. (laughs) But for trans people, as it's internalized and about ourselves, it's much more insidious and can be lurking in all kinds of ways. So here's some possibilities I just want you to think about. And if you find some that apply to you, try to figure out why that is. Do you feel that you're different from other trans people or like you don't belong or are part of a community or are trans enough? Please see the Trans Tuesday on Trans Day of Visibility, and yes, you are trans enough to help combat that. Also, episode 13 of this show. Are you ashamed to be trans, or does it make you feel like there's something wrong with you, and like you shouldn't be this way and you just want to be quote-unquote normal? Do you resent being trans or feel like it's some kind of punishment? Do you wish you weren't trans? Are you embarrassed to say you're trans? Would you be embarrassed to be recognized as trans? Do you feel like, outside of safety reasons, that you have to pass in order to be accepted? Do you feel like you have to conform to gender stereotypes if you want to be accepted? Do you feel like you can't or don't want to quote-unquote look trans for whatever that means to you? This isn't all the different ways a trans person might have internalized transphobia, but these are some big ones. And look, there are all kinds of different reasons. Someone may feel that way, and I'm going to be honest, I had to deal with some of those myself. For a long time before I accepted my transness, I would think and sometimes even say things like, if I could look like that cis woman, I transition right now. Ha ha, just kidding. Uh, eggs, (laughs) cis guys don't say that. Okay, good talk. But feeling like you can't transition, unless you can appear cis and no one would ever know, is 100% internalized transphobia. Society has told you men and women look exactly one way, and we all know cis folks who don't conform to that are punished for it. And turfs are the best at punishing people. For- they really are. They're such hypocrites. And they hurt cis people just as much. Oh, yeah. 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 So a trans person who appears to be cis is passing. And a trans person who passes and lives without telling anyone they're trans is Stop. still. There's a Trans Tuesday that somewhat deals with passing, if you'd like more info. So, May you touched on this a little before, but I wanted to ask how the very complicated issue of passing has been for you. Do, do you want to... I mean, you, you said that you feel that you do. But did, is that something you ever wanted? Do you care if you don't? How does that worked for you? Because it was a really complex thing for me. It's
2: primarily for me. It was always about just being treated and accepted as 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 a woman, which is what I want. That's yeah. all I want. And right. so when I when I get the sir, it's a little bit like a slap. Like I'm saying, yeah. like it's saying you're not there yet. But I, I I've know. learned to I've learned to separate that from from my own self image. Yeah, I know who I am and how I look, and I'm okay with that. And right. as long as people treat me like that, when people say, "Ma'am," uh, it makes me feel good because people are treating yeah. me like who I am. Right. I know that that I'm always going to look a little bit different than a cis woman, and you know what? That's fine. I like the way I look. I'm really happy with the way I look. You're beautiful. Well, thank you very just much. Just throw that me. in so there. You. I, well, so are no. you. So you know. Stop it. Come um, now.
1: This is so cute, you guys. I know, it's all we do
2: is just, you know, sit here and trade compliments. (laughs) But it's a hard one because initially, before I came out, the notion of passing was paramount. It was like all I cared about because I, you know, I didn't want to be looked at as weird. Uh And now I, I bring up the trans thing. I don't even, I don't even like shy away from it. I don't, yeah. I don't I'm not I'm not like you know hey how you doing I'm trans but you know <laughs> I'll mention I'll mention offhandedly you know oh estrogen's great for that or what you know just yeah like it's a normal just a normal thing everyone goes through yeah <laughs> you know yeah and it's it works for me in my circumstances who I am I know that when I start talking people are gonna go oh she's you know right she's not she's not cis. yeah but, you know, at some point, you just have to be okay with who you are,
1: yeah.
0: I agree. and, and, and not
2: and not worry about it.
0: Yeah,
1: and I would have never thought a second thing about your voice, and I actually knew other trans people for years, and everyone just assumed I knew that they were trans, and I was like, oh, well, you just don't make assumptions about people, and that. Well, that's very well of sweet you. of you. I, you know,
2: again, <laughs> when I'm on the phone, it's always, about, it's always sir. Yeah. Always, always, yeah. always. But if you have, I think it's a combination of visual and audio context clues. Yeah, that's that fair. That make your brain kind of put the two together. But if you if you close your eyes and listen, you're like, that's a dude talking especially if i go into like you know in a world and now you know in a world <laughs> where one woman doesn't sound the way she wants to <laughs> okay but
1: that's amazing although i won't really like think about gendering people by boy, like why is everyone so obsessed with gendering people like cuz our society is set up that insane them. like yeah. why there's no reason to so I like get we're ma'am really annoyed
2: when so a lot of i think a lot of companies tell their employees to use the sir ma'am yeah. They, 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 they say this is, is how you should. Yeah, exactly. It's respectful. When, when you could just as easily not say those things and it yes. would come off as great.
0: Yeah, exactly. You can, tell
2: when, you can tell when an employee is being told to use it over and over again. Yeah. You know, you can, you it's can like tell. It's like
0: second nature. They're not even thinking. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I've, I've mentioned
1: you this before. You could use your majesty and that would be except Your majesty is great. I, mean, I will um, say
2: though, what you were saying about gendering the voices, uh, it's it's another example i do not say it's internalized transphobia but it's definitely we've been conditioned our entire yeah. lives yep. and it can be hard for even me sometimes to break out of that yeah i don't it slip is. up hard you know you think of slipping up sometimes your brain just says you know you hear a voice and you're like guy and yeah and you have to like fight against those sort of things it's 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 work. No, it not is. everyone wants to do that work, and that's what makes yeah. it
0: hard. Ain't right. that the truth.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I've mentioned this before, but I just want to say it again to the folks listening that if you do get misgendered, remember that says more about the person misgendering you than it exactly. does about you. It's about their expectations and their beliefs. And, and also so- society. And society and their biases and not you and how you're presenting. So please do not take it personally, which his advice that it's hard for even me to take. It's really hard sometimes. You're like, what do I have to do? I'm as femme as I can be today. And you're still calling me, sir. But and I walked
2: into a Target once. I was asking uh, for some help. And I'm looking, literally, like, look, I could do, like do right now. And the guy yeah. said, sir. And I had stopped him. I'm like, really? Because <laughs> <laughs> this, you, you looked at this and said, sir, really? Okay. I was wearing full makeup the whole nine yards. Like, like, yeah. like you had to work to get to that.
0: Yeah, you know? I got a, a lady at Costco once who when I, I had makeup on and I was wearing like a halter top and she called me sir and I said, I'm not a sir. And she just like was so taken aback that that she got it. I don't know if it was that she got it wrong or that I dared to correct her. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. People
1: don't like being correct. Well, no, oh. that's true.
2: And and with, with, with something like that, cis people treat them like like. Like you're the one offending them when you correct yeah, them. Right.
0: It's, How dare you? It's bonkers. It's Dead bonkers. Yeah. Well, so the bottom line with passing is that it is a very complicated and complex issue, and we should not judge those that do or want to pass or judge those who don't or don't want to pass. In short, and always applicable less judging, more understanding and compassion. Some people may feel that they can't quote-unquote look trans, for example, for safety reasons, and that is also totally valid because our society is violently anti-trans. But I want you to realize that even though it's valid to feel like you can't look trans in order to be safer, that is still internalized transphobia because society has told you looking like you're trans makes you a target and now it's in your head and you believe looking like what you are is bad or dangerous. And if that's not transphobia, what the hell is For more on internalized transphobia, you can see the Trans Tuesdays on the intentional trans allegory of The Matrix Revolutions as it's one of the key themes the movie tackles. But for it to make sense, you got to read the threads on the earlier movies first. BT dubs that those threads got me a book deal, and it'll be in stores on June 27, 2023. It's called Begin Transmission, The Trans Allegories of The Matrix. You should definitely read it because it's great. You can pre-order it in paperback, (laughs) hardcover, or EPUB at all bookstores now that's so cool thank you for being here may
2: thank you for inviting me i really appreciate it
0: as my final thought i want to say that what all of this boils down to is that there is nothing wrong with being trans in any way which i feel like everyone listening hopefully already knows and accepts on a conscious level but our society spends a lot of time money and effort to make us subconsciously think the opposite we have to do the work to root out implicit biases because everyone deserves better And we have to do the work to root out our internalized biases because we deserve better too. And you deserve to love yourself. Tilly Bridges and Transmission. Tilly's Trans Tuesdays is hosted by Tilly Bridges and Susan Bridges with audio editing and sound mixing by Gillian Morgan. Special thanks to Daisy and Jane for the use of Sorry Not Sorry as our show's theme music please stop by and show your support at daisyandjane.bandcamp.com and soundcloud.com daisyandjane. You can find me at Tilly Bridges on Twitter and Hi, on Mastodon at Tilly at mastodon.social, at facebook.com slash Bridges, and on Insta at heck yeah, Tilly Bridges. And you can find Susan on all of those at Susan L Bridges. The Google Doc and social media versions of this week's topic and all past topics are available at Tuesdays.com. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.
2: And stickers!